Hi everyone and welcome back to another Giant Sisters podcast. You're here with Joe Brothers and today we have Chandra Keishaw with us who's the Chief Operating Officer of Crimson. Chandra's life passion is helping her generation discover their capabilities, confidence and leadership potential. As co-founder and Chief Operating Officer of Crimson Education, Chandra has helped turn a small startup into a global education company reportedly valued at US $160 million. Chandra was featured on the 2017 Forbes Asia 30 Under 30 list. Welcome, Chandra. Thank you so much, Joe, for having me. I'm super excited to be here chatting to you today. And happy International Women's Day, too. I know. Happy International <laughs> Women's Day to you, too. It's so exciting. Yes. So um, if we're talking about the power of intention, how did you design your life and career path, or did it just evolve? Ooh, that's a really great question. I guess um, I'll start by giving you a little bit of background on myself and, and my family. Yes. So I grew up in a family that um, you know has deep roots in I guess fighting for educational rights and making sure that everyone has um, yeah. you know the the a great opportunity to succeed. My parents um, were you know just teenagers when the apartheid in South Africa was going on. Right. Yes. So. Um, my dad was a teacher at the time, and I guess, you know, when I was born and, and as I was growing up, I, I was sort of, you know, exposed to a ton of different stories about how important, I guess, being deliberate with your education, your learning, and um, setting goals for yourself is. Yes. So, um, yeah, growing through high school, I guess, I, I focused quite a lot on making sure that, um, you know, I was giving it everything my all, and um, I had some areas of, um, in, within academics that I was really passionate about. So I pushed myself really hard, um, but I guess, when it came to m- making decisions around, you know, what I studied and what kind of career path I went into, mm-hmm. um, I I sort of tried my best to get as much information as I could, but I still, you know, ended up making decisions that, um, you know, I'm not I'm not so sort of doing right now. So right kind of going through high school I thought you know I really want to be a doctor what's important to me is giving back to the world and um, really helping others and I kind of saw being a doctor is the the best way to do that Mm. and then I guess as I kind of spoke to more people and became um, I guess more globally minded with with what I saw as um, great opportunities and and um, resources for me as a as a woman in the world Mm. um, yeah I realized that there was a world of other opportunities and ways to kind of help people right Um, so I ended up uh, doing a Bachelor of Health Sciences at the University of Auckland. Yes. Um, and in my first year of university, co-founded Crimson, um, which was something that I guess just I just kind of just happened. Incredible. Because, um, it started as a project that I was really passionate about because a lot of the kids I was mentoring were asking me questions about what they should be doing and yep. I wanted to just connect them to the best people in the world to be able to answer them. Yes. Um, and I guess just through like networking and through um, making some awesome friends, I, I built a pool of people that could really support them. Um, so yeah, I mean, part of part of um, who I am today, I guess, um, was um, yeah stuff that I really thought about for a long time. Like, how can I make sure that I'm surrounding myself by really good mentors and yeah. you know pushing myself to achieve as much as I can academically, but. Um, at the same time, I guess, you know, life kind of happens and mm. opportunities kind of come your way or maybe they don't. Um, and that really shapes who you are as well. So yes. I guess there was a bit of both with me. But the key things, I think, that helped me to sort of, you know, um, make sure that I could be the best that I could be is really surrounding myself by people who, you know, inspire me. Yes. And people who kind of, uh, I, I feel like I can learn a lot from. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's fantastic. And and what advice would you give to anyone who wanted a career in um, the education sector um, and 
being an entrepreneur or maybe both, as in you are in your case? Yeah, so um, I think the, the most important thing to think about when you're thinking about what kind of career you want to go into, and I guess this is great advice for young, young, yes. young people and young girls, is um, really to really to pick something that you're very passionate about Mm. so um for me as i said i thought i was going to be a doctor and then you know i started doing something that i was really i was really loving which was supporting other students to find the right career paths and the right university pathways for them and that passion of mine just kind of evolved into what is now crimson Mm. um so yeah i think that finding something that you're passionate about which for me was doing something that I knew added a lot of good to others mm. is really important. And then in terms of, I guess, um, you know, education specifically, um, I think what's important in education is to have a, a really sort of, um, really, I guess, a really big fire in your belly mm. um, for for being able to sort of mentor and, and support others. And there are so many opportunities to get involved with education now that we didn't think about, you know, 10 years ago. So, yes, true. Yeah, yeah. The, the ed tech space is sort of bubbling and there are so many interesting things that are happening with, um, you know, data science, and it's exciting for me to see women sort of starting to, um, yeah. you know, become more visible in that space as well. So, definitely in education, I think it's important to look very broadly. Mm. And then with entrepreneurship, one of the things that I'm really passionate about, um, I guess, is making sure that as a, a young entrepreneur myself, mm. I'm able to sort of share what I'm, I'm learning with others. So I think that if you're interested in entrepreneurship, the best thing you can do is um, look to learn from others that have sort of been through what you're trying to, um, to sort of achieve. Um, because it's hard to sort of navigate a path on your own mm. um, and it's great to be able to sort of, I guess, pick the brains of people that have faced the challenges that are coming your way and kind of succeeded in things that um, you yeah. might face. And have you got some um, entrepreneurial mentors that you reach out to? Um, yeah, so I've been really lucky, I guess, with Crimson to have had um, a range of different people who are experts in different areas yes. to be able to reach out to um, and support in, in, um, in you know everything from how you manage people and teams mm. all the way through to business strategy and how you can kind of grow your business. Mm. And then on the other side of things, how you build really solid education programs for young people. Yeah. Um, so I think that I was really lucky in that sense um, to, to now be able to say that I, I have those mentors around me, but certainly finding the right ones were really challenging. Yes. Um, so yeah. I think, you know, if you meet someone or if you hear someone talk who um, you're really sort of connecting to and click with, maybe mm-hmm. it's a teacher, maybe you go to like a talk outside of school or you mm-hmm. go to a talk, you know, outside of university or outside of your career, um, people are so willing to help, but all you yeah. need to do is sort of say, yeah, I really love what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's really key. That's great advice. Um, what are some of the unique experiences that you've had in part of your career? And I guess in a in your day to day life, I mean, we just have been talking about now about you know looking for an exciting new office space through to I'm sure many other things. So what what are some of your unique um, experiences that you've had? Yeah, so um, I think you know one of the two of the most unique experiences that I've had. One is um, building a team and an organisation um, from scratch. Yes. Um, and I think what's been quite unique for me is that um, when I started Crimson, I was really young. I was eighteen. Um, Incredible. Can I just say? <laughs> Thank you. Very impressed. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's quite I guess rare to to start something that young and mm. for it to grow so quickly. So I guess going through all the challenges of starting a, a business and growing um, growing something that you're really passionate about mm-hmm. um, to now, four and a half years later, having 200 staff across 19 cities. That's a lot to manage. Yeah, it Phenomenal. is. Yeah. It is, but it's been amazing just to be surrounded by fantastic people who mm. are really on the same sort of mission as you are to achieve yes. something great. Yeah. Um, 
Do you, did you've definitely got a purpose-driven company here. Hugely purpose-driven yeah. company. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd say starting something so young has been um, uh, one of the unique experiences. And as a result of that, you know, we have a, a very sort of innovative young culture. So mm. the team is very diverse with people from all around the world, males, females, different ages. But mm. people, you know, are really driven by this idea of solving problems and being really innovative, which I really love. Mm. Um, and then I guess the second unique aspect of, of what I've sort of experienced so far is um, growing what we've learned at Crimson and taking it to different parts of the world. Right. So part of my role is um, taking taking Crimson to new countries and mm-hmm. to um, you know students who don't have access to this type of information or right. uh, who haven't been able to um, I guess ac- get get access to this type of support. So it's been an, a very sort of interesting challenge learning about you know how someone in um, South Africa um, who's really passionate about learning and, and education mm-hmm. um, sees their opportunity on the world stage at you know some of the best institutions like Harvard, Yale, Princeton. Yes. Um, compared to you know students in New Zealand, Australia. Australia or um, Singapore or China mm. so just like learning about that diversity has been one of the best experiences that I've sort of been blessed with in my life yeah amazing and embracing lessons what challenges have you experienced that have shaped you as a person the most oh that's a, a really great question um so I guess you know being a, a woman also um, a woman from a minority background um has put me in a really interesting position, I guess, um, being in the startup space and also being in education. Um, so there have been a lot of challenges that have sort of come my way um, that have been, uh, I guess, quite challenging, but also really huge learning opportunities to kind of grow from. I'd say one of the ones that have really shaped me have be, has been, um, I guess, uh, being exposed to people's expectations. Right. So um, initially, I guess, being a, a woman um, in, in a startup and also in education, um, I've encountered people who, I guess, have had super low expectations of me, right. um, which, which, you know... Unconscious bias. Unconscious bias, yeah. definitely. And even, you know, people have been very open with their bias as well. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I guess learning how to sort of deal with people who are, who are very sort of open with the fact that they don't expect a lot from you yes. um, is interesting because I, I myself am very ambitious and yeah, I kind absolutely. of push myself. So, um, yeah, dealing with that has been quite an interesting experience. And then, I guess, on the other side with the unconscious bias, mm. me, myself, being aware of when unconscious bias is a thing has yes. been a huge learning curve. Yes. So being able to say something like, you know, if you're sitting at a table and um, you're with a group of um, maybe, like, men who are older um, and them sort of not addressing you directly and addressing other people in the room when really, you know, um, this is something that you're really passionate about yes. or a decision that you're, you know, in charge of making. Mm. Um, it's quite important to be able to recognize when those things are happening so that you can say, um, hey, like, I, I, I think it's really important that we talk about these things further and you can kind of put yourself at the table yes. um, instead of sort yes. of retreating back mm. um, when you're not being sort of directly engaged or addressed with, with key issues that are important to you and important to what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. And that's really a bold thing to do, and I think that's, yeah, great advice. Um, Sharers and heroes, who are your role models and why? Ooh, so I have, um, yeah, I guess I have so many heroes. I'm, I'm really sort of curious about, um, I guess, the world and, like, how our world that we live in today has been sort of shaped and who's shaped it. Mm. I guess um, one person in history that I really look up to is um, Catherine Johnson, who, um, you know, was, um, I guess, made, uh, people were made quite aware of all the amazing things she achieved through the movie Hidden Figures. Yes, um, I love that movie. Yeah, it's just ama- an amazing movie. 
um, but she was the lady who basically calculated all the flight paths yeah. um, for um, for NASA in the sort of 30s and 40s. And, and, you know, the work that she did, um, you know, definitely helped us to make leaps and strides in, in sort of, you know, what we think as humans is possible for us and where we can go. Mm. So I think it's amazing that, um, you know, she was sort of living in a time where doing those things was, was quite, um, you know, atypical for women yeah. and also a minority woman. But now what I think is amazing is that as a society, we're actually sort of recognizing people like that. Absolutely. Um, and I yeah. think that's just amazing. I think it's amazing that I can go to speak to students at a school or I can um, talk to, you know, my sister and I can talk about, you know, women and what they're achieving and examples like that are things that people think about. So yes. um, I think there are so many things about society today that, um, you know, are areas for improvement. Mm. But I think there are also really, you know, amazing things that are happening right now. Um, that we can be proud of like that. Exactly. Giving back. Tell us about how Crimson support the community or people individually. Yeah, so something that I've always been really passionate about is is this idea of um, equity and giving back. Um, so before I started Crimson, when I was at high school, um, I guess I'd grown up with all these stories of my parents growing up in the apartheid, and I knew how important um, education sort of was um, to, to people and their success. Um, so I became a UNICEF Youth Ambassador. Wonderful. Um, yeah, so I did that for two terms, and... Um, the two areas that I was most passionate about in that role was health and education. Right. So when we started Crimson, something I really wanted to make sure of was that what we were offering to people was, um, I guess, available and accessible to students, no matter what their background was or um, where they came from. You know, it shouldn't really matter where, where you were, you know, born to, because that's all a bit of a lottery, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, what we do at Crimson is... Um, we allow students to come and work with us and we basically offer financial aid um, to students. So That's fantastic. If, yeah, if you can't afford to sort of pay for a full package with us, we kind of discount the packages to be so that you can afford to sort of do it if you're an ambitious student who can benefit a lot from it. So that's... um. I guess a really important part of our model and then on top of that um, we have um, yeah a few scholarships that I'm super excited about launching this year last year we launched um, a, a Maori scholarship so wonderful um, yeah we, we basically had um, $100,000 that we gifted to um, five students for their learning um, for them to be able to invest in, in making their sort of future um, future opportunities and their goals a reality um, so that was you know a really exciting um, a scholarship for us to launch so yeah I guess this idea of giving back is is really important and I think as um, you know we all find our pathways in the world and we do things that we think is important we remember that and um, we really make a deliberate effort to, to give back. It's wonderful. Um, do you have any exciting new projects or innovations that you are working on at the moment that are coming up um, this year? Yeah, so um, one of the things that I'm really passionate about is making sure that as students achieve um, their goals and as they sort of push themselves to do better, um, they're doing that in a very holistic, healthy way. Mm. Um, so part of what we do at Crimson is um, we help students to focus on learning academically and applying their learning outside of the classroom. So we do things like help you build your confidence with leadership and um, you know drive your own projects and, and things like that. Um, but on top of that, you know, if you could imagine 
being a student who's super busy and working really hard towards a goal, mm. um, that can kind of sometimes get a little bit stressful. So um, something I'm really excited about this year is um, we're, we're bringing out a resilience coaching um, uh, product, awesome. which will basically help our students who are going through these holistic programs to be able to do all this stuff, but do it in a really healthy way. So um, we're going to be you know, helping with things like stress management, anxiety. Mm. Um, we're going to be using some really sort of awesome techniques like mindfulness. Yeah. Um, and meditation to kind of help students to balance everything and I guess really build some important life skills for that's great. Um, when you get to university and things get stressful so I say that's probably one of the most exciting things that mm. um, that we're sort of working on at the moment right um, and as we reflect here on our 125th year of suffrage in New Zealand what are your thoughts on um, the status quo both here in New Zealand and around the world for the opportunities for women and girls um, so I think that there are you know lots of areas uh, for improvement um, in in this space. Like if you look at the number of women who are sitting on boards at NZX listed companies, um, you know the number is super super low. Um, so I think it's really critical that we're um, as a society recognizing that and yes. that we're encouraging women and girls to um, yeah to step into um, academic areas and I guess career paths um, and interest areas that maybe they hadn't thought of before. Um, so I think you know breaking some of those stereotypes around mm. what sort of females um, you know might like or should do um, and what males might like or should do is really important so um, yeah what I've been really inspired by is I guess uh, I've noticed in the last sort of two to three years um, there's been there's been more visibility on women who are who are engaging in these fields. So um, we've had you know multiple movies come out about women in STEM. We've had yes. books that have been you know bestsellers about that as well. Then we've also had great visibility on women leaders in, in business. So people mm. like Sheryl Sandberg and the current CEO of Pepsi, who's a woman. Um, mm. I think you know it's really inspiring to not only see women achieve at that level, but also have women in those positions that see the importance of sharing their stories. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I think visibility is really critical. I 100% agree, and that's the, the whole point of Giant Sisters is to share stories, women's stories, um, complete diversity ages all around the world and that sort of thing, because we learn from each other. And I think speaking up, as you mentioned earlier, when you gave that example of in the boardroom, you know, um, oftentimes women have sat in situations where they haven't always spoken up, but I think now is the time for us to speak up. I really loved our conversation. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. It's been fantastic. Thank you. Awesome.